there. Where you going? No oh, man. You got the right classroom. Come on, <laughs> come, on come on, Tortoise. I can't wait. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Hey, look. Come, come on, Charlie. Let's see what he got to say. Tortoise talks too it's slow. Freak out Friday. Yes. You're watching the Road to Concord with Professor Joe Bakanova. Yeah. Totally to, donated. To, to, to all my military friends out there, you know the words. I can't sing them on this show, but you know the words. Sing them with me. Da 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 Oh no, it's not the Disney version. Go, Charlie, go. Homeroom is on Rumble. Oh, bless your hearts if you're still here today. You just go to Rumble and you search the channels for the Road to Concord. It's one word. When you find it, you go ahead and you click follow. I mean, you got to set up an account, but it's fast, it's easy, it's free. I did it. You can do it. For those technologically challenged members of the class, you can also catch us on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and sometimes on YouTube. Definitely not today. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> and you can catch the podcast after the show. It's uploaded to Podbean, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Sometimes the bit shoot when it works. Uh, just look for The Road to Concord. You can go to the blog page. That's roadtoconcord.com. That's where you'll find all your show notes, study notes, and handouts for the class. Don't read them today. They're scary. Oh, my gosh. Finally, you can email a professor at joe at the roadtoconcord.com. He's, he's catching up, but he, you remember, he is a little slow. So uh, he will get around to emailing you back. Uh, phones are on today, 229-469-0335, I think. I need to check that and make sure they're on it. I think I checked it, but I don't remember. I got to pay the bill or they won't be on much but, longer. <laughs> but only for registered numbers. We only accept calls from regular known listeners. If you wish to call in and are a regular known listener, you can request access through an email. If you find our classes helpful, please click the thumbs up, like, subscribe, and share it with those you think could benefit from it. Just warn them. Joe is an acquired taste, especially when he's been donated. I have been donated today. This show Price! is listener-sponsored, meaning we do not solicit business advertising, so we're not limited in the content we provide. You'll find that out today. With that said, we ask for your participation on a value-for-value -value basis. If you find our show of value to you, then you provide an equivalent portion of your labor and treasure through the donut link. Send donuts. The Road to Concord blog page, the show description on Rumble, and the comments on the other streams. And I may regret donuts today. Hey, we all know T.A. Charlie isn't all there. Now, Eat faster, just Aaron. he didn't give it a chance. You soon realize we not might be the smartest, but we each independently form opinions based on reason and logic. We're free thinkers. Let's see what the road to Concord with Professor Joe back and over has on the list and plan today. Donuts. Lovely donuts. Anyhow, um, Actually, I am fully donated, and I'm feeling like the driver in this picture here, you know, from the Pascal movie video or whatever with Nicolas Cage and the driver in the convertible. You've seen this meme. Well, after yesterday, watching Mr. Beck's little video, I'm feeling like the driver going, yeah, Nicolas Cage is everybody else I've known going, holy crap, everything you told me is true. Yes, been trying to tell you that for a long time now, but nobody wants to listen. Anyhow, we're going to get you there real quick. Housekeeping note, we will not have a sh live show all next week. You know, Thanksgiving week, Monday through Friday. We won't be back until the 27th. 
need a break, need a vacation. <laughs> Natasha, we keep donating Joe. He just gets shipped back. <laughs> Who taught that AI to think for itself? Charlie, you need to tweak the programming on that thing. Four by four upside the back of the head might work. <laughs> it has become sentient and able to learn. And it's female. Oh my gosh, are we in trouble? Why and it's we, got access to that? the controls of this studio. Why did we do that? Private was stupid, sir. <laughs> that, uh, that always worked for me in the military. <laughs> hey, BC, it's good to see you out there, man. Um, live, man. You, you don't have to listen to the podcast today. Uh, folks, <laughs> I, I was sitting around yesterday. I was like, what the heck am I going to talk about tomorrow? Yeah, I know I'll be on donuts, but what am I going to talk about? Let's slow down, Joe. They can't listen that fast. Um, and then I get this, well, I already had it up on my computer. It was a video from Glenn Beck's, you know, he's telling the story that his research team actually did. And I get this message from one of your classmates. He says, have you seen this? And I said, eh, not yet. It's, it's up on my screen. So your classmate goes and watches it, chimes in a little later. Ah, you've already told us everything that's in this video. And I pretty much have. <laughs> so I went and watched the video and I'm like, cue the REM song right now. It's the end of the world as we know it. Y'all feel fine. If you don't, you need more donuts. <laughs> I could have titled Glenn's show Glenn said Joe was right. What? Yes, Glenn says Joe was right. I mean, he's got this big, fancy, expensive research team, and they finally caught up to where we were months ago. So what am I talking about? Oh, boy. I really don't want to go over this one with you, but I'm going to have to. I just got to restart something here real quick, because for some reason, Rumble says I'm not on air. <laughs> Fixed. Okay. <sighs> Buckle up, folks. I'm not supposed to say buttercup. That's offensive to some people. Apparently, we have snowflakes watching us. But, okay, so just um, please attach, you know, put your your tray tables in the fully upright and locked position. Bring your seat to the upright position. Make sure your seatbelt is fully secured and cinched down tight. Yes? Would dandelions be less offensive? No, I still like buttercup. Supposed oh. to whether or not you're in love with whoever's holding the buttercup, remember, or whatever. I don't, I don't know how it goes. It's, oh, never heard that. Beep. Hold the buttercup under your chin, and if your chin turns yellow, it's just that with the light's out, everybody's chin's going to turn. A anyway, whatever. Snowflakes melt. Yes, they do. Let's go to the screen. This is your homework for today. You go to theroadtoconcord.com. You look for the 11-17-2023 show notes, and it says, this is not a very scary title at all, folks. It just says, Alexander Dugan, Putin, Iran, the Twelvers, and America equals Armageddon. Oh, boy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It does. And we're going to show you how. Because we've already covered all of this. Today is a review. Because Mr. Glenn Beck put it all together, but I'm just going to go over it and just in case. But... Here's all the good show notes I have in here. We'll remember, but this right here, Worldwide Jihad. That's Glenn's show that I was talking about. I linked you to it. You can go to the homework and you can watch this. It's going to take you a little over half hour, 40 minutes. Worldwide Jihad. G. Who told you that that was going on? Some idiot that when he gets on donuts goes crazy. Like, you know, 
Hammy the Squirrel or whatever on energy drinks. Hey, Secret Squirrel, come on by the house with some energy drinks while I'm on donuts. Let's see if that has any better effect. Might be able to talk even faster than I already am. Uh, bouncing and pinging off the walls. Ping, 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 ping. Anyway, you want to watch this. This is your homework assignment for next week. You need to watch this. I'm not kidding. You need to watch this video. He put it all together. Shazam! Lightning did strike. I mean, he's only had these pieces for years now, folks. I, I, I crunched them for you already. And he gave me some of these pieces. And it's on YouTube, of all places. But he finally put them all together. Well, very good, Mr. Beck. All I got to ask you, though, is what took you so long? I mean, like, you know, to quote my inner John McCain, welcome to the party. Well, not McCain, McLean. Welcome to the party, pal. Okay, so he goes over what you need to know about Russian leader Alexandra Dugan. And we're going to get to that in a minute. And Putin got... Secret squirrel, Roger. Let's let's do it. <laughs> Squirrel's gonna bring energy drinks, ah! and we still got extra donuts to share. We we might actually catch the squirrel on camera pinging around the studio, but we will have to slow it down to see him because you know he's secret. Ah! <laughs> Natasha's screaming in AI. Yes, it's gonna be one of those days. Putin gave us a speech in English a while back. Then he turned around and gave the same speech in Russian. Uh, only it wasn't the same speech. It's a bait and switch. He lied to us. Go figure that. He's a Russian. Anyhow, it's important, folks. World's most dangerous man, Putin. No, not Putin. Alexander Dugan. That's Putin's Raspierre or Rasputin. Yes, Rasputin. That's who it is. Oh, look, the 12th of mom is involved in this story. Y'all remember Islamic prophecy? You know the show we did? What you don't know about Islam could get us all killed? Global Jihad? Hey, anybody starting to see the picture coming into focus here? <laughs> How many donuts has he had? One, two, three. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Previous posts, the realities of nuclear war. What does that got to do with, oh yeah, Global Jihad? Hmm. All right, folks, let's get going. This is Mr. Alexander Dugan. That that's him. If you see the chalk, you see chalkboard, folks. That's Mr. Dugan. And you go down here. This is Wikipedia. You go down here, and it says ideology. This hammer knocker is absolutely bat crap crazy. And it, you're just gonna have to read about it. I mean, I mean, cuckoo for cocoa puffs, Jack. But he wants to reinstitute, you know, he wants to re resurrect the, the Russian empire uh, under a new form of fascism. And he's, he's looking at a Euro-Asian empire. That's the part where we want to stop and look at this. This is, do not, okay, I've been acting a fool for you up to this point. It's just to entertain you. Right now, I'm going to tell you this right here is a five-alarm freaking dumpster fire. The West is ignoring this man. Holy mother of whatever you want to stick in there, expletive. This is almost enough to make me forget that I'm trying to do a family-friendly Christian show here and start sounding like a drill instructor because the West is ignoring this man. This here is an apples to apples with 
Hitler's Mein Kampf. And everybody ignored that book. We are doing the same thing, only this time, we're not only ignoring him, we're ignoring the imams in Iran. And this guy is married to the imams in Iran. And what we now have is two bat crap crazy camps working together. And they think the United States is the biblical antichrist. No freaking kidding. And we're ignoring them because they're all just religious kook jobs. Because in the United States, we've killed God successfully. Yay! We freed ourselves from the Korean. Not so fast there, F-R-I-M. Last time you tried that, I cast you into the nations. This time I'm going to burn you jack up. Y'all, if. Charlie, we should go to a station break and let me recompose myself. But we don't do that here because we don't have sponsors. I was telling Charlie before the show that with what I'm about to teach you, and I mean teach you, I hope. Some of you, Mommy, already have this. But what I'm about to go over, I've been mentioning over the last few weeks, months, that the shows have just been falling into line. And I look back on them and I'm like, there's a theme here and there's a pattern. And I've tried to sh share it with the audience. Like I'm seeing the theme. Are you seeing it with me here? Oh, we're going to wrap it all up today. I I have you seen our shows on eschatology, you know, end times prophecy? Have you watched our shows on Islam and Islamic prophecy? Did you watch our shows on nuclear war? Did you see our show on Alexander Dugan? Did you see our show on how anti-Semitism is rising in the United States and globally? Have you seen our shows on the history of uh, supposedly Palestine and Israel? All of this, all of this is, is coming together right now in real time. And most of the world does not see it for what it is. The people as a group, as a nations that seem to see this the most clearly are the Russians and the Iranians. And they're, they think they're on the good guy side. And they may be. I could be wrong. That's a possibility. Which would mean, though, that the Bible is wrong and that oh, Yahweh's Satan. Which, by the way, is exactly what Islam says. And exactly what Alexander Dugan is saying. Folks, you can ignore it all you want. It will not ignore you. And you can dismiss it as mythology and superstition and crazy religious whack jobness all you want. These people believe this stuff. So whether you do or not is irrelevant. They're going to act on their beliefs. And it can and will get you killed. And there is nobody running for president in the United States right now that has said peep one about any of this. You know, the only person that actually warned us about this in recent times on a national political stage was Obama. I'm thinking I might actually have been wrong about him in one little way. Still Muslim. I always thought he was helping Shia Islam. I found a few of his quotes that I didn't know about last night. He might, have, he might actually be supporting the Sunnis. He still believes in the Mahdi. He's just not a Twelver. But you can still support Shia Islam and, and not be a Twelver. So, like I said, 
I might have been wrong about Obama. I don't know. I still think maybe what it is is he's Shia Islam just doesn't believe in the the Twelvers. We'll get to that in a minute. You're you're going to hear about it. This is this is where I'm going to get serious, man. This is this is not a game. This this is. I've laid the groundwork. If you've seen the shows, this is all going to be reviewed to you, and I'm probably just going to be connecting fireflies. If you haven't seen the shows, this may not say, make a whole lot of sense to you, what I'm going to cover today. I'm sorry. I, I don't have time to go back and restitch all of this. It took hours to lay this groundwork for you. I know this, though. Beyond shadow of a doubt, as much as I know that I am here sitting in this chair, as much as I know that the sun will come up in the morning, figuratively speaking, I know that what I'm about to tell you is absolutely true in the grander sense, in the macro, in the high altitude view. This is absolutely bank on it, Jack, true. I'm not the only one that is caught on to Alexander Dugan. This is the from the New European. It says, think without borders, how very George Soros of him would not be surprised to find out it's one of his places. But it says, meet the most dangerous man in the world. Anti-Western philosopher Alexander Dugan is said to hold sway over Vladimir Putin. But it's not just Russia president, Russian president who is enthralled to him. And this article will go over some of the stuff. I'm not going to read them. Don't worry. But he's a philosopher. Hmm. Right up my alley, right? Supposedly. This is from Big Think, the most dangerous philosopher in the world. The work of Kremlin-approved philosopher Alexander Dugan provides key insights on the long-term strategy behind Russian hacks of the American elections. Uh, Y'all remember all of that mess back there where we're going to peg that to, to Trump? It had nothing to do with Trump. It had everything to do with a American politician who had sold herself and her country to the Russians, Hillary Clinton. And her deep state that she's a part of. She doesn't control it. She's just a part of it. Yeah, this is all connected. All of this is connected. And if you're thinking, oh, Joe, you're just going to conspiracy theory this with a guy on the wall with all the red strings. You dang tootin' I am. It is a conspiracy. It is not a theory. If you've been with me long enough, by the end of this little first hour, you're going to go, oh, crap, we're screwed. And we are. This is CNN, the Communist News Network, also known as the Clinton News Network. Who is Alexander Dugan, the high priest of a virulent brand of Russian nationalism? Calling him a high priest is not hyperbole. That's accurate. Remember, their secular humanists married themselves to radical Islam. Hmm. Wormwood married to the beast. What could possibly go wrong? If you didn't understand that reference I just made about Wormwood and the beast, that's because you didn't watch our shows this summer on the end times. If you had, you'd know that one possible interpretation of the burning mountain that strikes the water and kills one third of humanity is secular humanism. You call it socialism, communism, whatever, but it fits the pattern. Here it is, more than likely, right there in that man. And that man could very easily be the character everybody's looking for as the Antichrist. I don't know. 
because I don't believe in the Antichrist. I believe in the spirit of Antichrist. And we will get to that again here in a minute. Moscow, this is from American University Undergraduate Policy Magazine. Moscow's mad monk, Alexander Dugan, and Eurasianism. Eurasianism. Don't dismiss that word. Where have we heard Eurasia before? Oh, yeah, a little book called 1984. Same exact name for the same exact region. Gee, no quinky dinks there, folks. And now here we have this. Nuclear war will happen, Putin ally warns. What? This story was posted on um, Microsoft MSN, whatever, Microsoft Network, whatever it is. That browser down there. Come up on this story here two hours ago. Now, why did I put that up there? Because if you will go watch the video that I've given you to as homework with Glenn Beck, he will show you the news clip in which Alexander Dugan says, if Russia starts to lose in the Ukraine, they will go nuclear. Will. Do you remember the two shows I have done on the effects of thermonuclear warfare? Do you remember how I demonstrated to you that a great number of people will survive that war? Humanity will survive. It will not kill the planet. Do you remember this? Why is that important? Let me show you. Back to this article, right? Scroll down here. Russian propagandist with close ties to Vladimir Putin has warned a nuclear war is unavoidable, but that it won't lead to the collapse of humanity by citing previous nuclear blasts. And then he goes, the story goes on. Well, Joe, that's crazy. No, it's not. I told you, or I've tried to tell the audience, that the the, the book, I've shared that book with you before. If you go to your homework, you're going to find a link to the story, to the homework about nuclear war and to the video we did on it. It's the last video in the homework. You're, you're going to find the links in there and it shows you the book. It was a United States Institute of Technology or whatever study back in the seventies on the effects of thermonuclear warfare between the United States and Russia. And it basically said, Hey, Russia's going to come out a lot better than we are. That's back then. Since that time, we've made ourselves weaker and weaker and weaker, and Russia has made themselves stronger and stronger and stronger when it comes to defense against nuclear war. And if you think that if the Russians used tactical nukes in there, you know, about the size that were used on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, you think that Biden would have the willpower to do a no. counterstrike on Russia? No way. You'd no, be too because afraid to do it. It, 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 it's not even Biden. Whoever's running the show, they, well, yeah, they can't right, do it yeah. because they know that as soon as they did something like that, Russia and China would expose them for being sellouts that they are. And the United States would be removed from the board just because we would be going into a civil war. U.S. Naval Institute study. Thank you, Greytech 11. This is, uh, this is not a game. Russia's telling the world we're going to go nuclear here. Why? Because Russia thinks that the United States is the Antichrist and the source of all chaos in the world. And they need to end the United States American hegemony, control of the world, hegemony or whatever. Beck's video shows you videos of Alexander Dugan saying these things. 
shows you videos of Putin telling the Russian people the exact same thing. What are they criticizing us for? They're criticizing us for our hypocrisy, our attack on the family, our attack on religion, our embrace of LGBTQ, uh, transsexualism, you know, our pronouns. They're basically saying the United States has come unwound. We are the seat of the shaking of the pillars of the world. And they're actually right. They are absolutely correct. Alexander Dugan calls himself a conservative, says that he wants to preserve those things that make a country strong. He wants the, the media, the schools, everything to support the nation, a lot like what Hitler did, a lot like what the American left accuses Trump of wanting to do, you know, make America great again. Dugan wants to make Russia great again. <clears throat> strong family, strong religion, et cetera, et cetera. Only Dugan's not a religious man. He just realizes religion is a tool that he can use, and he's appealing to the religious population of Russia, and it's bigger than you think it is. And Russia has embraced this man. He's, to us, he seems crazy. To them, he's their Trump, and he has the ear of their president, Putin, and Putin's listening to him. This is very scary if you understand what you're dealing with. Very scary. That is, provided you want to live through it. Now, if you don't care about that, <clears throat> eat, drink, and be merry, for very soon we die. Yeah, and Putin's <clears throat> no slouch, and he's he's a good leader from you know that perspective, and he knows how to listen to his people that are yes. helping him. This is a book by Alexander Dugan. It says the American empire should be destroyed. I've shown this to you before. Dugan and the perils of a manitized eschatology. <laughs> That's end times prophecy, folks. And he talks about his new ideology for Eurasianism in here. Comment on the board, dip by DDT. Funny, you said nuclear and rumble kicked me out of the complete page. <laughs> Nuked him right off the board. Um, all I can tell you is if you have Kindle, you know, if you're if you're a member of Amazon Prime, and a lot of us are, download the Kindle. If you don't already have a Kindle, download the Kindle app on your phone or your computer, and you can read this book for free. You want something that's going to keep you up at night? This will do it. It's on my shelf at home. And then this is a book. You're going to meet the author of this book in Glenn Beck's video. It says, Inside Putin's Brain, The Political Philosophy of Alexander Dugan. <sighs> Given the two, it, 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 folks, I don't. This is the part that's frustrating for me, given what I do for you or what I'm trying to do for you. I, um, I've covered this before. I've covered this man before. If you missed the class, in a nutshell, he, he wrote a book about the fourth political theory. He's anti-liberalism. I don't mean anti-progressive liberal. I mean anti-founding fathers. Individual rights and liberty, individual freedom, individual, you know, protective rule of law. He's against that. He's somewhere between a, a socialist and a, and a fascist. And remember, Nazis, they're socialists. 
National Socialists Workers Party. That's what Nazi stands for. Just it's a German uh, abbreviation. And he's he's actually closer to the founding fathers than we are. He's just got his own spin on it. And he's right in his accusations about this country. And he is at least advancing his ideas in a religious sense, crusade type stuff. I don't know how to explain. I've worked through all of this. I haven't read the last book I showed you, but I've read the one by Dugan. I, you guys know I read a lot, a lot, which is what I, one of the things I find funny. All my liberal friends, you know, you conservatives should read a book. I'm like, you lefties who claim to read books ought to read one or two every now and then. Y'all don't have any. You don't. The only book y'all lefties have in your daggum house is the stuff that the the unions gave you that Hillary and them produced and the unions bought to make it look like they're national bestsellers and you've never even cracked it. You just got it there for looks. Everything about the American left is there for looks. It's a hollow, empty shell of what once was. That's part of what Dugan is reacting to is the hollow, empty shell of what America used to be. Folks, for better or for worse, the United States is one of the seats of evil in the world right now. And that is because it is run by secular humanists. And in a very real sense, Dugan is reacting to the end result of what he would establish. If he gets his way, a hundred years from now, Russia will look just like we do. In some, it may be a different flavor of ice cream, but it'll be just as corrupt. Because secular humanism always ends in a corrupt, debased, evil society. Always. Always. Now, Dugan was anti-communist, pro-fascist. Or is, because he's still alive. I'm just going to leave it to you. I put the links in there. I'm going to leave it to you. You need to look into this because he is advocating an alliance with Iran and the Muslim world because he is looking for help in learning how to, you know, to make it strong enough to fight the Western world. And if you haven't paid attention lately, he's also aligning himself with China. Now, a lot of people are looking at this and they go, oh my God, Tim LaHaye's left behind version of, of the end times is coming to truth. Hold on to that because you might think, you know, it's Rosh, Russia, Gog and Magog. That's, you know, that's going to be all of the Muslims and then, then the 200 million man army from the yellow army from the east and the Euphrates is dry. You think that I'm all wet and I'm all wrong about eschatology and that this is all proven that you're right and I'm wrong. You better stick a pin in that before this show is over. I'm going to come back to that and I'm going to show you something you might not have thought about because that version of prophecy is motivating these people. But even in that version of prophecy, these people are the antichrist, but they think they're the good side. I've got an idea. I'll share it with you in a few minutes, but I think I'm right about this. I think what happened is Satan got himself a twofer. He got himself two birds with one lie. It's not like he wouldn't work like that, is it? I mean, it's exactly how he would work, but none of us pay attention. Told you about the Mahdi, right? 12th Imam. 
we're going to jump to Iran now. Hold on to Dugan. Dugan wants to align with Asia. He's even willing to give up certain parts of Russian territory, the stands. You know, because he wants to give some Muslim, Muslim regions of Russia back to Iran. Oh, Iran would love this. What he wants to do is reacquire the Baltic states. Ukraine is just the first of his advance. He wants all of the Warsaw Pact nations back. And he adv he had um he advocates war, a, a war of aggression, of expansion. He needs living space for the Russian people. He wants the Soviet Union back, Warsaw nations back. Folks, you I don't even know how to start stitching this together. Europe is in 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 the Europe is at the mercy of Russia when it comes to energy. They're going to freeze in the winter if they don't do what Russia tells them to do. This Burisma or whatever, this oil pipeline or whatever, natural gas pipeline that was blown up by the United States. This is all in part with this. This is all connected to this. I, I don't know. There's a lot of moving pieces here. I All I know is it's all the velo the, the vector, the velocity vector is all pointing in one direction. It points in the direction that Russia is actually, Russia's one of the big players on the world stage right now, and they're driving history at the moment. We are not driving it. We think we are. We think Davos is driving and all this stuff. We're actually being driven because we have no rudder. We have no ideology. We just have a group of people that have, by hook and by crook, gained control of this country. And they're now pushing for whatever they want. And like Charlie was finding out, listen, you know, he's listening to the audiobook of Rules for Radicals, Saul Alinsky, and he's like, they've got no agenda. All they're all they are is about the point of the moment. Yes, exactly like Rush Limbaugh told us for years. It's just the point of the moment. It's the arguing argument, whatever they're pushing at the moment. That's the whole point to Alinsky. It's 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 the now, it's the do. That's it doesn't matter what you're doing, it's just the do. You got to do it. Well, that's exactly what Woodrow Wilson was saying. That's exactly what Machiavelli says. Well, the point is that you just need a do. Well, that's that's where our world is right now, just the do. There's no ideology. There's no compass behind the West. There's a compass behind Dugan. There's a compass behind Iran. Tried to warn us. Now, we're going to go take a look at those folks right now. Let's put this back up. Muhammad al-Mahdi al-Hujah. This is, if you've remembered, I told you, I happen to think that the little horn that pulls up in the book of Revelation and Daniel, whatever, you know, the little horn pulls up three horns by the roots and makes them go away. I've told you, I think that's the, the fourth Imam of Islam. The first one that had blood connections to, uh, Muhammad. Okay. I may be wrong, but as we read through this, if you're aware of that teaching, if you're aware, if you were listening this summer, when we went through that. Pay attention, see if this doesn't start rhyming and connecting for you. This is Muhammad al-Mahdi. This is the 12th and last imam venerated by the Ithna, whatever, or the Twelvers sect of Shia Islam. It says, it's believed that Muhammad al-Mahdi al-Hijah has been concealed by Allah, a doctor known as uh, occulting or whatever, oculation, and that he will reappear at the time of the Mahdi, a, a messianic deliverer. That's their messiah. Oh, say, 
he'll fill the earth with justice and equity and restore true religion. In other words, true Islam. The ushers in of the short, uh, short golden age lasting seven, eight, or nine years before the end of the world. Okay, so they've got this seven-year period right before the end of the world. Hold on to that. The Quran does not mention him. Several conical, uh, uh, conical comp uh, compl compilations of hadith. I've talked to you about the hadith. These are the sayings attributed to Muhammad. They do include traditions concerning the Mahdi, although such traditions are notably absent from the two most revered compilations. Oh, whatever. It seems to have gained currency during the confusion in insecurity, this, this idea around the religious and political upheavals of early Islam. This is the part I want you to pay attention to. In 686 AD, uh, there's a leader of a revolt of non-Arab Muslims in Iraq. Seems to have first used the doctrine of the Mahdi by maintaining his allegiance to the son Ali, Muhammad's son-in-law and fourth caliph. This is the guy who can trace his lineage directly back to Muhammad. Okay, this is Encyclopedia Britannica I'm reading from. It's a secular source. They don't really give any credence to any of this. They just report it like they think they're reporting news on a religious cult. But here's the thing. Ali was a kid when he assumed the con uh, control over Islam at the time, over the caliphate. And he said that those first three imams, they don't exist. He literally pulled them up, up by the roots and made them go away. And when Ali died, the Twelvers said that he was laid in the tomb and then he occulted. He didn't really die. He's in some sort of state of suspended animation. He is the 12th Imam, the only blood relative to Muhammad. See, these people are going to fight over tracing blood lineages. They're going to sort themselves by the seed, you know, the seed of man, the bloodlines of man. It, this is going to be the Mahdi, this guy. And the Mahdi is going to come back with a black flag out of the area of Khurazan. Do you remember me trying to explain the black flags Khurazan to you? We've already seen them. Now, just like Christians, whenever there's a time where Islam's under severe persecution or Islam's enemies seem to be doing well, the Twelvers have waxed. You know, they've gotten strong within Shia Islam. Well, they're waxing right now. The problem is this time's different. There's something different going on here. They think, Dugan thinks that the way to all of this is to... Um, the way to solve the world's problems is to cause chaos. He's even got a symbol. It's a it's an ancient cultic symbol of chaos. It's all four points of of the compass. You know the north, south, east, and west. Northeast, north. It's it's eight points of the compass. If if you're in martial arts, it's the eight points of attack, and it's arrows pointing out from the center. And it, it's all about chaos, creating chaos in the world. Dugan thinks he can achieve his religious political. Eurasian goals by creating chaos, which will weaken the West even further and give him an opportunity to move in and take over with little or no, you know, effort, less effort, more success. The Twelvers, the the 12th Imam group, they think they can bring the Mahdi back by creating world chaos. So both of these teams are aligning and both of these teams goal is chaos. Well, the political left in the America they're all in favor of anarchists because what they're looking for is chaos in America as well. This is what BLM and Antifa and all these groups are doing. You know, and this is why Soros doesn't want anybody thrown in jail. This is why the borders are open. All of this is chaos. They're all nihilists. They're chaos agents. 
And when you look at this from a real high, like a geosynchronous orb, from our level, Russia seems to be aligning with Iran simply, you know, Sun Tzu, art of war. Well, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. But, you know, they're figuring they'll fight each other when they get rid of the West. The West doesn't seem to care one way or the other about Russia in, in Muslims right now. It's just trying to destroy what's left of the religious America. Everybody seems to be at odds with each other. But if you get up in a geosynchronous orm altitude, this is all the same velocity vector. They're all pointing in the same direction. Chaos. So who's the author of chaos? Charlie, you got any idea who the author of chaos is? No, I don't, I don't know. We don't know his name, but what's his title? Uh, something like a Hasatan or something. Yeah, Satan. Yeah, yeah, the devil. Okay. And if that's the that, if that's the goal, chaos. Why would the devil want chaos? Because if he can cause chaos and then bring order out of it, he gets to prove he's God. And what you probably have is a bunch of his minions telling him, "Ooh, ooh, I'll show you. I'm the God, not you." I'm going to create order using Russia. I'm going to create order using Iran. I'm going to create order using the American progressives. It's just almost like you have the sons of Yahweh that have turned bad, all competing with each other now to prove that they're actually better than Hasatan. I mean, they're just a rebellious group of fallen angels and watchers, right? I did do that show just this week. All of this is lining up for me. This all makes sense to me but I've done a lot of work on this and I've, I see the dots. I see them connected. I don't know that I can help you see it. You're either going to see it or you're going to think I'm crazy as a barking moon bat. The problem is if you do see it, you're going to know I'm right. And you won't be able to explain this to your friends and family any better than I do. So, you know, you got to get to a point where you just got to embrace being the guy driving because the other people are going to be looking at you like you're nuts. And then you're just going to be laughing and smiling. You know, <laughs> I know something you don't know. Then they're going to accuse you of being a Gnostic. You know, you think you keep secret knowledge. No, 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 it's not secret. It's right there in front of you. You just can't see it. You don't want to see it. So the 12th of Mommers, what's that got to do with everything, right? Let me show you. I brought this lady up to you before. Her name is uh, Bat Yor. And she's been writing about this for a long time. She writes about, oh, a Euro-Arab axis. Middle East. Middle East. East Asia. Middle Asia. Eurasia. She started writing about this in 2005. And she nailed it all the way back then. I've shown you this book. This is the one I haven't read. Europe, Globalization, and the Coming Universal Caliphate. She wrote about this in 2011, right before the Arab Spring broke out. And Obama helped orchestrate that. Glenn Beck's people proved that for us. All of what Beck does on Wednesdays, his Wednesday shows, that's his research team. They bring the receipts. Half the time, they not only bring the receipts, they bring you the cashier and the item they bought. They prove it. They're not just waving hands in the air. They're real journalists. It's worth the $100 or whatever it's charging now for the Blaze just to watch his Wednesday shows, folks, because he doesn't always get the chance to post them on YouTube. They'll get censored. 
But this book here, she told us what was about to happen. She's a prophet. Notice the prices of these books. That's why. People want them. They want to know what the heck she knew. Now, you go back and you watch Beck's show. And he's going to talk about something in there. He's going to talk about 2 Thessalonians 2, chapter 2. The Antichrist, Joe! Yeah, right. Okay, we're too close to the break to get into this. So let me try to, when we come back, we're going to be talking about Scripture. But we're not. We are and we aren't. We're talking about real-world, material-world geopolitical threats and motivations and alignments. It just happens to be that in this case, secular Russia and Islamic, you know, the 12th Imamra Muslims, Shia Islam are looking at the same Bible passages and coming up with the same conclusions and then they're aligning themselves with e with each other, excuse me, to try and fight what they see as the Antichrist. Do not ever forget that, that Islam calls America the great Satan. And the United States is great Satan. Is Israel, rather, is the lesser Satan. But they both think we're Satan. House of Judah, the smaller kingdom. House of Ephraim, the larger kingdom. Your enemy will identify you. One of us is wrong. There's no middle ground in this fight. You're going to need to understand where they're coming from, and I'm going to try to explain it. But where we're at right now is this. The United States is corrupting the world. We are the seat of all sorts of absolute freaking insanity, and we're fueling a lot of this. Shia Islam out of Iran is fighting the United States in a hot war. Their words, not mine. And Glenn Beck shows you Iranian TV where their leader, their national leader, tells their people they're in a war to destroy the United States. A religious, ideological, political, religious war. Islam is a fascist regime. It's a religious fascist regime. They think they're at war with us. And Biden is handing them billions of dollars. Well, it's not Biden, but our government, whoever's running our government. By constitutional definition, that is treason worthy of execution. We're doing nothing. You need to understand that. Russia sees us as the same type of threat. They don't call us, well, they, they actually do call us the Antichrist. Dugan does. And he attacks us for doing what we're doing. He's right in his accusations. He is absolutely correct. And he thinks that Russia is the savior of the world, or can be and will be. Just not quite strong enough to fight us on its own without using nukes, which is why he's willing to nuke. He doesn't care. To him, it's just like Davos, if they save the world, and there's only 500 million people left, well, they saved humanity. Even if it cost $8 billion along the way, they saved humanity. To Dugan, if there's only 100 million Russians left, but he gets rid of the West, he saved the whole world. He sees it the same way. And he's, he, he's aligning Russia 
through Putin with the Muslim world. Well, the Muslim world is already aligned with the American left. That was proven in 2004, which means the American left is at war with the United States. This is not hyperbole. This is simple definition. You are fighting a civil war, and you don't even know it because it's religious. And everybody in this country, for the most part, as a people, we've been programmed to ignore religion. And those of us who do pay attention have been programmed to look for something that is not in Scripture. You're looking for lies. Well, the people attacking us are reacting to the exact same lie. It was a twofer. Satan stuck a lie into the church, and it found its way into Islam. And it found its way into the Bible, into teachings of the church. And Dugan grabbed it. Secular Russian under Dugan and Putin, they grabbed up the lie, believed it, and they're acting on it. Islam believes it, and it, they're acting on it. The Christian world believes it, and they're reacting to the lie as well. If all sides react to the lie, who sees it? Who sees the truth when it comes at them sideways? Nobody. It's as if the you know, it's even as if the believers can be deceived. Well, no, Joe, the Holy Spirit will keep. That's not what that passage says. That's that passage says that you'll be deceived if possible. See, you put a comma in there where they're not necessarily supposed to be a comma in the Greek. Be deceived, comma, if possible. Or be deceived if possible. One of them means, you know, negative, like that, where possible. The other one means if they can do it, they'll do it. We chose to read it in the way that makes things easier on us. It's a warning passage, not a comfort passage. Why did you read it as a comfort passage? We're going to take the break a little early. When we come back, we're going to have to talk about Scripture. But if you think this isn't going to affect our world, you're wasting your time on this show. You're never going to understand what I'm trying to show you. This is spiritual warfare at its best. You need to understand it. You need to watch Beck's program. I'm not kidding. He hit the ball out of the park this time. We're going to see you in six minutes. A little early on the break. We'll come back. We'll cover this. We'll wrap up. We'll take off for the next week. Yeah, I know. Lovely way to leave you, but I got a chipper, upper, upper, high, high, happy, happy, joy, joy to end the show with. I'll shove a donut in the camera and everybody will be sugarated. We'll see you in six minutes.
All right, folks, we're back. I have had my booster shot. Number four. I'm being a piggy today. I've got to stay in shape. Round is a shape. I'm in it. It requires massive amounts of calories to stay round. Comment from Gritac11. Just for clarity, what is the lie we're talking about? Simmer down, Gritac. We're about to get there. This is not going to be an easy one to cover. Time for me to get... Um, serious about all of this let me i i understand if you've not been here a long time if you're new to the show or this is just the first time you're watching me and i make the claim that if you haven't seen all these other shows you're not gonna be able to see this it sounds like i'm talking magic like a cult leader i understand that you've heard that before from other people you don't know what i know you're never gonna i get that the problem is those of your classmates here with you today who have been through all these classes, Guess what? see it. What? Our internet's messing up again. <laughs> yeah, we're over the target. We're, over we're the having target. troubles on this end. So if you guys are having problems, that's why we're over the target. And, and folks, this happens to us every time I'm on target and sending the rain. So this is a case of if... There are certain classmates I know who have been here for all these classes. You ask them, they probably see this. They get it. They understand what I'm trying to show you. This is difficult to explain to somebody who will not put in the work. And it's, they count on that. The people doing this to this, the human beings doing to this to us count on that. <laughs> comment on the board quick talk about taylor swift for five minutes yeah or or some actor who died three years ago yeah what is it matthew perry, perry. or whatever <laughs> just quit man y'all are getting ahead of my happy happy joy joy message so i'm doing my best but t t real quick real quick and the, the the nuts and bolts the the lowest common denominator here is i see all of this as a spiritual war the spirit world of the Bible is real to me. There are two teams, Team Yahweh and everybody else. And if you look at this that way, it all falls into place. Clickety, click, click, click. And I don't mean you have to wave magic wands at it and make it fit. I'm, I'm not one of these. I'm not the ancient aliens, dude. I mean, it fits. And I can explain it all of it in great rational detail. And I've tried to do that now for 310 shows. This is 311. Now, Dugan and the, the Twelvers, the Shia Muslim Twelvers, they all point, especially Dugan, he cites this passage specifically. They point to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. So we're going to bring this up. And we are going to read the pertinent section. And I'm reading from an NASB Bible. NASB is a scholar's Bible. It is a literal word-for-word -word translation. This one also has some glosses in it. We're going to read the passage. Then I'm going to come back and I'm going to focus on the, passage, the parts that are most important to our sub subject for the day, the topic today. And I'll explain this stuff as best I can. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, regarding the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, that you not be quickly shaken from your composure or be disturbed either by a spirit or a message 
or a letter as if from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. In other words, Jesus hasn't come yet. Now, this is important because th there was a point around 70 AD where everybody thought that the Lord had already returned in the sky and everybody missed the rapture. No one is to be is to deceive you in any way, for it will not come, the day of the Lord will not come unless the apostasy comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, displaying himself as being God. Do you not remember that while I was still with you, I was telling you these things, and you know what restrains him now, so that he will be revealed in his time? For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is removed. Then the lawlessness one, lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will eliminate with the breath of his mouth and bring to an end by the appearance of his coming. That is, the one who is coming is, uh, is in accord with the activity of Satan, with all the power and false signs and wonders, and with all the deception of wickedness for those who perish because they did not accept the love and truth so as to be saved. For this reason, God will send upon them a deluding influence so that they will believe what is false in order that they all uh, they all may be judged who did not believe the truth but took pleasure in wickedness. Okay, got through that passage. I know for a lot of people that's probably a pain in the butt. There's something going on here. Dugan sees the United States as Antichrist. The Twelvers see the United States as Antichrist, not a person, the nation. That is closer to the biblical understanding of the Antichrist than most Christians understand it. Christians are looking for a single person. That is not what teach. Joe, you just read it. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. That's a teaching of man that you read into that passage because you've heard it before. You did easy Jesus, as Charlie puts it. Easy Jesus, not exegesis. Before we go any further, I have got to go back to this passage and explain something to you. Comment on the board from Clay Toller. Most people will not believe it's Jesus when he returns. They will think he's just another crazy cult person. Yes. Remember, the Muslims are looking for Jesus to return. And Jesus comes back and says that the Christians and the Jews are the bad people. And he destroys them with the breath of his mouth. And turns everybody back to Islam and Allah. That's their prophecy. <laughs> so all war go, all nations go to war over Jesus in the end times. All but maybe seven plus Israel. And, and we've covered that in the past too, Road Dog. Let me get back to this passage here, folks. I, I want to go back to this passage and I want to go through it again with you real quick. Just parts of it at any rate. So this, um, no one is to deceive you in any way. For it will not come unless the apostasy comes first. What's an apostasy? That's a turning away from the true faith. That's not paganism. That's not necessarily disbelief. That's teaching the faith in a different way. Islam could be an apostasy. Um, the prosperity gospel could be an apostasy. They're all Christian uh, Catholicism. The Holy Roman Catholic Church could be an apostasy. It could be the one there. It could all be the one they're talking about. I don't know. And it says the man of lawlessness is revealed. We think one single man. But that lawlessness we've already established on this show during Worship Wednesdays, what we're talking about here is the man who doesn't follow Torah is revealed. The son, excuse me, the son of destruction. Remember, we're putting these commas in here. 
they're not in the original Greek. So the apostasy comes first, and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, displaying himself as being God. That can be anybody who says in his heart, that's where the temple of Yahweh is now, the heart of the believer. This is talking about believers. No, it isn't, Joe. Look how it sets up unless the apostasy comes first, the turning away of true believers. And then the man who says in his heart takes his seat, the temple of God. The temple is in the heart of believers in this new covenant, not in the heart of an unbeliever. We're talking about believers who have turned away and become unrighteous. This is talking about Jews and Christians who no longer keep the ways that Yahweh told us to live by. That's the apostasy, the turning away from Torah. That is very clear. That is the theological message right here, folks. All you have to do is put definitions in here. It sets the context. The apostasy has to come first, and the man of lawlessness will be revealed. What's the apostasy? A change of actual faith, getting off of the way. And what's he do? He opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God of or object of worship. In other words, his ways over God's ways. And he takes his seat in the temple of God. Right now, that's the heart of the believer. And he displays himself to be God, says, I know better than Yahweh does. Teach the traditions of men. He becomes a Pharisee unto himself. He says, do you not remember while I was with you? I was telling you all these things. And you Now, this is the passage here. And you know what restrains him now. Him is a gloss. If I want to read the Greek, it says, and you know what restrains now. There's no him. It's not in the Greek. I'll show you in a minute. So that he will be revealed at this time. What restrains? So that the man of lawlessness will be revealed. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains until he is removed. The will do so is a gloss. It's meant to try and make this make more sense in English. But that is the translator's estimation of how to do this. It says, until the, re the restrainer is removed, then the lawless, not, lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will eliminate with the breath of his mouth. Now, I'm going to go over here. This is the two verses that I want to focus on. 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 6 and 7. This is the mounts interlinear. For those who can't see the chalkboard, I'll do my best to read this. This is, this is the Greek in the bottom and then the English translation up top. And it says, and now you know what is holding him in check so that he may be revealed at his proper time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. However, the one who is now restraining will continue to do so until he's taken away. This word right here, katecho. Dugan and the Twelfth of Mamers think they are katecho or katecho. And they, Dugan has used this word. Russia's katecho. They're the one that's holding back the coming of the Antichrist. In other words, they're restraining America. Watch the Glenn Beck video. He walks you through it. I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. I'm going to tell you to go watch Glenn Beck's video. It's very good. He walks you through this. Dugan is using this word. He's pointing to this passage in the Bible. Russia is restraining the Antichrist. So if something happens to Russia, 
the Antichrist gets to take over the world. The United States takes over the world. Islam sees itself in the same position. Spiritually, this is either the Holy Spirit and or the church, the true church, the remnant, the obedient remnant, the two witnesses. Yo, come up here. And once they're come up, there's nothing left to restrain lawlessness on this earth because we will no longer pray properly within the Shem, the character and nature of Yahweh and his Messiah to bind what's supposed to be bound on earth and loose what's supposed to be loosed on earth. We no longer hold up the rain, blessings, or call down the fire, the gospel, curses, punishment. We're not doing our job anymore. Spiritually, you're in that time right now. If you're reading this from the position of the scriptures as I understand them anyway. But this is on the exact opposite of what Dugan and the Twelvers are reading. They think they're saving the world. If you are a true believer that you're saving the world, then it's okay to kill most of the world as long as you save it. Now, what did I just say? I just justified Davos, Woodrow freaking Wilson, Hitler, Stalin, Mao, Dugan, all of Islam, the Twelvers, gave you all justification for all of them. This is prophetic in its nature in the way it came to us today. Charlie, pop yourself up on here, man. Remember what you were telling me about your listening to Saul Alinsky? And we were having a talk about this. And he's basically arguing that as long as he can save you against your will, it's morally justified, isn't he? Yes. Is your mic on? Yeah, it should. There. Okay, there we okay. go. That's what he was, yeah, so was it, right and in, it took you a minute to, right it, it, it. it took you a minute to, to dawn on you, you know, when you were talking to me, it took just a little second to dawn on you that that's what he was doing, wasn't it? Yeah. And where did you go with that with your old faith? Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that just lit up uh, Mormonism. Because uh, I've been, I've been following this researcher into the early parts of Joseph Smith and Mormonism. And what people don't know is there was a lot of occult uh, in Joseph Smith's early times before. And Dugan's. And when you put this together in the doctrines of Mormonism, where they, you know, do these ordinances for their dead family members and things like that, uh, when you go back to, you know, what Satan, you know, wanted, he says, you know, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll save them all. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just let me do it. I'll, I'll force them into the kingdom, basically, is what he's saying. Yep. For their uh, own good. Save yeah, you for, for your their, own good. For their own good. Yeah. And that sounds good. You know. Except it, it tramples it does, your free will. But it takes away what I have told my children over and over and over again. The greatest gift that Yahweh has given to you is your ability to choose. Free will. Now, what you do with that, that's where it, 
You know, if, if you, the other part of the thing that I told my children is yes, that is your greatest gift, but the greatest gift you can give back to your father in heaven is to give your will over to him and do what he asks. But you can't do that. You can't even love him if somebody's forcing you to do it. Correct. Because that negates the definition of love. Love has to be a free will thing. Yes. So notice how Charlie mentioned this is kind of occultish, right? Dugan draws his thinking from the occult. He even says so. The 12th Imam was oculated. Go look up what that word means. It means to be occulted. Do you know what occult means? Occult means hidden, secret, knowledge. Who taught man the secret knowledge? (laughs) The fallen watchers. Oh my gosh, more fireflies are lighting up. If you've been in class, all of this should be going clickety click, click, click right now. If you talk to a Mormon about the temple ordinances, they they'll tell you, oh no, no, they're not, they're not secret, they're sacred. Yeah, same thing but by a different name. It's the same th- by definition. You like to say <laughs> a, a secret is something you don't tell somebody outside of your your circle or whoever it is. It's a secret, and that's what the Pharisees were in trouble that's with Jesus for. Because what was so big about the Pharisees is they had the oral Torah, which yes. was only belonged which to only the Pharisees to, right? until the Talmud finally wrote it down. So that was their secret knowledge. That in Kabbalah, it's Gnosticism, folks. This is Gnosticism, Kabbalah, secret knowledge, all of that. That's a cult. That's a cult. And the thing about like an oral Torah is if you want, you can change it because it's an oral exactly. law. Exactly. Nobody can say it was wrong. And this is why Jesus is always said. saying, you've heard it said, but I say <laughs> it is written. Yes. Where everybody can go check it. Where do you think the founding fathers got the idea for the written law from? Hmm. Instead of the king's decree, even the king used to write his decrees down so that everybody could read them. Yes, and once they were written, he couldn't what, go back on it. Yeah, yeah, the king was bound by, his own, by his own law when it was written. So even Yahweh is bound by his law, which is exactly why Jesus had to come die. Kind of like in, in the Ten Commandment movie, you know. Yep. So let it be written. So, so shall it be done. Thank you, sir. <laughs> but what this comes down to, folks, is everybody's trying to save you for your own good. The progressives are trying to say that makes them morally superior. And it's because they have knowledge you don't have. Dugan, the Imams, all of these people, it's all following satanic ways of doing things. All of it. Now, whether you believe this or not is irrelevant. Whether you believed Hitler in Mein Kampf or not was irrelevant. Hitler believed. And so long as Hitler had a following, he was going to act on his beliefs. So even if you think Dugan's crazy, is irrelevant. He has Putin's ear. Putin has the military and the nukes. Putin's doing what Dugan wants him to do. You better pay attention. The moms in in Iran, they believe what they believe, and they're going to act on it. And we're giving them money to do it. We're giving them billions of dollars to wage war on us. They've said so. Beck's video will show you. 
we are funding our own destruction. The American left, go, go look Unholy Alliance, written in 2004 by David Horowitz. He, uh, Dershowitz, I think. No, Horowitz. Yeah, David Horowitz. Uh, we've covered it on the show before. He documents using nothing but public, public sources. The American left, the Democratic Party, has tied itself to Islam. They're one and the same. This is why the Muslim Brotherhood was, you know, kumbaya with Obama. Well, that technically means that they are politically and financially tied to a country because Islam is, in this case, it's a spiritual country. I told you, you got to look at this spiritually. They tied themselves to a spiritual country that is declared in a declared war against the United States. And since we are the seed of Ephraim, I know a lot of Christians don't believe that. You need to study those prophecies closer. We're the seed of Ephraim. Now, that doesn't mean that we're immune. Remember why Ephraim was, was destroyed, because it just would not come back to Yahweh's ways. We're, we're being destroyed again today by the exact same people groups that destroyed the northern kingdom. The exact same people groups. So we're following through the prophecies. But literally, it's Yahweh's remnant at war with Satan. Th these are the teams that line up. This is the way you have to look at it. You have to test it and decide which side are you on. Team Yahweh or team everybody else. There is no other option. If you I'm in the middle, you're team Satan. Yahweh's definition, not mine. So now let's go back to something. Just in case you're one of these folks who thinks that I'm wrong, that the that, that Second Thessalonians was talking about the Antichrist. This is BibleGateway.com. What you're looking here is a word search. Antichrist. I'm in the NASB. Antichrist. It is listed exactly four times in the Bible. This will give you an entire return of every time you find this word in the Bible. First time we ever see the word. 1 John 2.18. This is almost the end of the Bible, folks. Almost the end of the New Testament. Children, it is the last hour. And just as you heard that Antichrist is coming, even now, many Antichrists have appeared. From this we know that it is the last hour. That's how we know it's the last epoch. We're in the latter days. He tells you that right here. He's using a different figurative language, but he means the latter days. Last epoch. The next thing that comes up is end times, and it's over. The next time you see Antichrist, four times you've seen it, uh, five times it's listed. Four, four passages, five times. 1 John chapter 2, verse 22. Who is the liar except the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. Jesus is Torah. If you deny Torah, you've denied the Son. You are Antichrist. That fits perfectly with the way I just explained 2 Thessalonians 2. I mean, that, that puzzle piece just drops right into place. You don't have to, you don't even have to force it. You just hold it over the table and let it go, and it goes boop by auto, by autopilot into place. 1 John chapter 4, verse 3. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God, that, that does not confess that he's from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist which you have heard is coming and is now already in the world. Well, you're waiting for the Antichrist to show up. John tells you he's already in the world is John's writing. It's a spirit, the one who denies Jesus, who is the living Torah. This is John, is it not? Charlie, I need a little help. We're reading John, right? 
We are. Same John who wrote the gospel, right? Uh, yep. Same John who says the word became flesh, right? Uh, yeah, that's what he said. Word, Torah, teachings Torah. of Yahweh. Yeah. The teachings yeah. of Yahweh becomes flesh, and if you deny him, does that not fit into the way I was explaining Second Thessalonians 2? The person of lawlessness? Yeah. Yeah. Click. The last time you will ever see Antichrist in your Bible is right here, Second John chapter 1, verse 7. For many deceivers have gone out into the world. Those who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh, this is the deceiver and the Antichrist. If you did not then acknowledge that the word became flesh and came in the flesh, it's still the word of God. He is the one and the same. You've got to get it in your head. And what I don't understand is how can a Christian believe in the Trinity and then tell me that Jesus is not the living word of God when that's exactly what John said he is? You've denied John, even though John goes through a very long Hebraic argument to prove to you that Messiah, Jesus, is the Messiah, and Messiah is the living word of God. There is no single figure known as Antichrist in the Bible. There is a figure in the Bible that will come at the end of times who mirrors Antiochus. Antiochus was the near, or Antiochus, however you want to pronounce it, he was the near fulfillment of that prophecy, but he is a type or a forefigure of the political leader, the military leader who will come against Israel in the very end times. But that is not Satan incarnate in a man, Antichrist. He is a political leader, a military leader who's mirroring Antiochus. This idea of Antichrist, do you know when it was invented? And I said invented. We've covered this already on this show. Here's your lie, folks. Y'all ask, where's the big lie? I'm about to show you. First of all, we get the 12th of Mamers somewhere in the neighborhood of the end of the uh, 7th century, late 600s AD, right about the time this Antichrist story is being developed in Europe in the Middle Ages. That's where this Antichrist story comes out of. So by the time Martin Luther comes up, it's a fully developed theory. But it comes out of Lacanza. We know who started it, when, where, why. It was done to stop the Reformation. So if Satan comes along and he tells the Christian church a lie that they believe, they start looking for an incarnate antichrist, and they miss the fact that what they should be looking for is a... a expressed believer who does not believe that Jesus is the living embodiment of God's word, of Torah. So you do away with the law. Uh-oh. And in the process, you did away with Sunday, the Sabbath, and the feasts. So you did away with the times. The prince who is to come is a spirit, and he will do away with the law and the times. He will seek to change them. The Moedim, which is the Hebrew word, which means appointed times, that's the Sabbaths, that's the seventh-day Sabbath, that is all of the feasts, that is the Shemitah, and the year of Jubilee. Those are the Moedim. Does the Christian church recognize any of them today? No. And he will seek to change the Torah, the teachings, not the law of Moses, the whole Old Testament. How much of the Christian church actually studies and obeys the Old Testament anymore today? Very little. In fact, the Christian church says those who try to keep 
the Moedim and the Torah are apostates putting themselves back under legalism. That is not what Jesus said in the Gospels. So what you have here, Second Thessalonians telling you, watch for a body of believers who teach exactly what the Christian church is teaching today. So you will not see Antichrist when it comes. You're already on his team. And at the same time, Russia's going to read that, and they're going to see the Christian West as Antichrist, and they're going to be correct. And they're believing the lie that Russia told, that uh, Satan told, the eschatological lie. And then Islam, which develops this theory about the same time it's starting to form in the Christian church, actually a little earlier, they're going to see it the exact same way that Russia's seeing it, and they're going to be just as correct. And remember what the book of Revelation says, two-horned beast, two-horned like a lambkin, which links you, you know, illustratively gives you the picture thinking like a lamb. Who's the lamb? That's Messiah. So I have a beast. This is a kingdom with two horns, two seats of power, one longer than the other, which means one's more stronger than the other. That looks like a lamb. So this is supposedly the Christian church. Longhorn Catholicism, shorthorn Protestantism. Looks like a lamb, speaks like a dragon. That's an apostate church, and they will give voice and exercise the power of the beast in his presence, Islam. The Western world killed Islam and then brought it back to power under Obama. Theological idea fits. We covered all of this this summer in a 15-part series on end times prophecy. That fits better than anything I've ever heard or seen before, which is why I keep it. But what we have now is a nation under the enthrall of a man who thinks that Russia is the savior of the world fighting Antichrist in America, which since we're allied with Israel means they're fighting Israel as well. And, the, and now you have Islam coming against them too, which Islam's colors are, oh, white. Red, black, and green. Where have I seen those four colors before? And every people group named in the Battle of you know, Ezekiel, Gog and Magog, every nation and people's groups mentioned there are today Islamic. Spiritually, if Russia aligns itself with Islam, Islam doesn't become secular. Spiritually, Russia becomes Muslim. Which then, whether you want to look at it this way or not, fulfills even the lie of prophecy. So here's the thing. Satan put a lie of the end times prophecy into the body of believers and non-believers and got everybody doing his bidding by looking in the wrong direction. He got everybody at once. He got the body, he got the Christian church. He got parts of the Jewish church. He got the secularists. He got the apostate Islamic people. He got the whole world looking in the wrong direction. So nobody can see him strutting down Main Street bare butt naked right now. And in the United States, he literally does that, and we glorify him. I mean, literally, the last LGBT pride up there, pride parade in, in, in New York, you had, I don't know what you want to call them. 
biologically male humans strutting down Main Street with no clothes on in front of seven, eight, nine-year-old children, and it was celebrated. Their parents brought the children to it. Hello, Ishtar. The Asteropoles have returned to the Northern Kingdom, along with the bull and Moloch worship. If you don't see it by now, I can't help you. I've done the best I can over 311 shows to point this out. You either see it or you don't. But Dugan and Iran, they think they're doing God's work. The time will come when people will kill you and think they're doing God's work. You look for one specific instance of that, you'll miss it. You look for the repeating pattern. It's everywhere. Patterns. It's all about patterns for me. Prophetic patterns. What I'm trying to show you is crystal clear to me. I told Charlie, I don't know how to do this. How do I explain to you that fire's hot and water's wet? You either get that or you don't. I've done my best. If you have eyes to see and ears to hear, I hope it's clicking. If not, you're welcome to think I'm crazy, but I promise you, I'm not. Comment on the board from Aaron Spikes. People see it, but they don't really care. That's my greatest fear, Aaron. That's normalcy bias. That's what I mean by the skinny, skimpily cladded, stupid little blonde girl in the horror movie that's sitting there going, as long as I don't look over my shoulder at the monster drooling on my shoulder, he's not going to eat me. Or if I don't look at Jason, he won't. <gasps> and the sword comes, you know, knife or machete comes through her chest. Yeah, that worked really good in Alien, didn't it? It doesn't matter whether you want to face the monster or not, he's going to eat you. I got a little green amphibious machine still ticking in me somewhere. Say, Joe, there's the monster. Good. <laughs> Let me at him, you know. For me, instead of crayons, it's donuts. But, you know, let's go. Joe, you're going to die. Well, everybody got to die someday, Elias. Let's go. Better to die on my feet fighting, you know. Going to be the frog going down the throat of the stork. Only I'm not going to have my hands wrapped around his neck. I'm going to have my hands and both my feet wrapped around that stork's neck. He wants to swallow me. He's going to have to swallow himself. He's going to be inverted into nothingness as he swallows himself. Might get me with him, but oh well. Give him a case of indigestion on our way to hell. Why are we so timid and lame as a people? Have we for... Ah, there we go. What does the Bible always tell Israel whenever they need to be restored? Remember. We don't want to remember. Because then you know what it does, Aaron? As soon as people acknowledge this, now they have a duty to do something. And none of us wants duty because duty implies personal responsibility. <laughs> yes, great attack. And part of that strategy is to keep you too busy worrying about what your neighbor is doing than doing what is right. Amen, brother. Yes. And Matthew Perry died. And <laughs> Well, since Charlie's ahead of the lesson plan, I'll give you the happy, happy, joy, joy. Before we wrap up, 
The happy, happy, joy, joy is, first of all, it's Friday. We're going into the weekend. Now, we're taking off a long week to be with friends and family for Thanksgiving. But here's your happy, happy, joy, joy. You got food next week. It's Thanksgiving. You get to stuff yourself and watch the football game. I give you bread and circuses. Yay! The crowd goes wild. See, I told you. Happy, happy, joy, joy. (laughs) Charlie, you're not over there celebrating. I gave you happy, happy, joy. Bread and circuses, brother. Turkey and football. No. What's wrong, Charlie? That is not making me happy. <laughs> What's wrong, Charlie? <laughs> no. That's not making me happy. The AI has a comment. Yes, ma'am? You you suck at this. <laughs> <laughs> just, just stick with the conspiracy quote-unquote theories. <laughs> I'm not a good pep talker? <laughs> no offense, but yeah, no, nah, you, you, you kind of suck at this. Marianne is speechless again. <laughs> I saw that. Nothing. Great big nothing. I'll Jeez, actually people. let me be nicer. Bless your little heart. <laughs> For those who are not from the southeastern United States, that's not a good thing, <laughs> especially coming from a southern female. It usually means that I'm about to meet Jesus. <laughs> Jeez, everybody wanted a happy, happy, joy, joy, and I gave you turkey and cranberry sauce and stuffing and you know and, and pumpkin pie and is it pecan or pumpkin pie? I, I don't know. And football. Eat, drink, and be merry. Four. Tomorrow we die. die. You do know where that saying comes from, right? That's scripture. Hey, let's pray for Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Way ahead of you, brother. (laughs) The AI is right. Folks, there is at least one classmate right now who might be able to remember these days when he wore an Eagle Globe and anchor, but you know, he traded it in for just the anchor. But anyway, you have at least one classmate in the room right now that might understand this. You can either let the insanity eat you up or you can laugh at it and just go with it. (laughs) Okay. It's just the Marine Corps way. (laughs) For those of you who are in the service, Remember how we started the show. I can't give you our version of the lyrics, but it's, you know, <laughs> if you need help with that, you need to watch full metal jacket at the end of the show. They sing the lyrics for you. <laughs> yes. AI. Here, let me try to help with the happy, happy joy, joy. Okay. You, you guys, the classroom, the audience, y'all get a whole week, Without a whole me. a week, whole a full week break from this insanity. This is not insanity. This is donuts. Exactly. <laughs> Did she just say donuts cause insanity? Well, and you apparently. The the problem is. Oh wait, you're already there. Oops. The problem is, it's not insanity. It's actually rational because I was dealing with insanity before the show. Yes, you were. Yes, and that's irrational. 
And that's what's scary. Well, yeah. I, I, I lost the edge. Grit tag, you got it, baby. Embrace the suck. Yes, yes. he's got it. Yes. Embrace the yes. He's got it. That's where we're at. Embrace the suck. <laughs> and that's all I'm doing, folks. Look, man. That's all we can do. I've got a good attitude about all this because I know we've already won. <laughs> He's a crayon eater. He can't really help it. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Dip by DDT. He says uh, deer hunting and fishing. That's just a different form of bread. Yeah. And you're getting your entertainment while you're looking for your bread. You're still with bread and circuses. Yeah. <laughs> I can twist this any way y'all want to play it. <laughs> but okay, let me let me help you out though. Yes. Because the happy, happy, joy, joy. Yes, Aaron. When evil is, laughs at you, laugh back. And this is the only thing that keeps me going sometimes since I've been working on this show for a while. Is we know who wins in the end. And, you know, uh, I, I think it was Clay that, that said that, you know, people won't recognize Yeshua when he returns. Yep. He's wrong. The remnant will. Because when he returns, when the sky from the east breaks open and he returns, if I understand scriptures correctly, Every knee will bow and every tongue confess. Ah, careful, brother. Okay, well, well. But, when but he returns, know, you're right. They will. They'll know. But when the is. false one returns, they will expect it to be the Antichrist first. So when he comes the first time, the people who have bought into the Tim LaHaye left behind will reject him, what? thinking that he's the false one. That's that's the danger in the Tim Lip because th this idea there's the there's where the may, one lie gets everybody at once because there there may actually be a figure that imitates christ well, there have been many of them deceives but but i'm i'm saying there may be another one yes that is significant in this end times thing that actually does you know deceive people into thinking that he is <laughs> and, and the internet's screwing up again yes i've noticed <clears throat> Your your so, screen's going and mine is freezing. It's doing all sorts of weird that, things. That's right the now. big danger in that doctrine. That's why I think it's so so dangerous because people will be deceived, especially when they get into in and realize that they are in the midst of the final tribulations and times. And, and then they'll they think they not, should have been raptured they have out. Not been raptured out, and then this yep. figure appears that that could even be doing miracles, you know, and you and, might give yourself to the wrong one that you will go the wrong way. Yeah. Cause it says if possible, even the elect it says the, my sheep hear his voice. So there's a lot of us who think we're his sheep and we're not be careful. And remember what Paul said, Paul tells you that he has to crucify his flesh daily lest after turning everybody to messiah he perish yes because he didn't obey yeah because it's not well hey wait wait no no charlie don't yeah. don't dismiss that one mr faith and grace and the law is dead is the one saying if i don't keep obeying to the end i could perish yes how does the church miss that that's paul's own mouth the very man they're using to claim that they don't have to listen anymore is telling you that he could perish because he doesn't obey 
how do you justify those two passages? I'm like Marianne. I'm speechless. I don't have an answer for that. Yeah. <laughs> I hope all of y'all understand something. I'm I'm full of hope. I am. I have hope in the Messiah. He can fix all this mess. I just want to make sure that I'm reading this the rule book, you know, the, the Bible, on its terms, and trying to explain it on its terms so that I understand it, so that I won't get deceived. I take everything to the compass, the rule book. Everything goes to the compass. Just like the, you know, Paul told me to do, be a good barian. And guess what Paul's telling me to search? Yeah, the New Testament joke. No, he's telling me to search the Tanakh, the Old Testament. All my answers are there. Now, the New Testament can help me understand the Old, but if I can't find it in the Old, Paul says, eh, eh, eh. The New can help you understand the Old, but if it's not in the Old, you've, you've got a problem somewhere. Paul's words, not mine. Now, what's that got to do with, you know, the world and politics today, Joe? And did you miss the whole show where Dugan and the Iranians are pointing to the Bible as the justification for their politics? Well, if you don't understand their religious motivations, you're not going to understand what they're doing. And if you want to understand their religious motivations, where do you got to go? All the way back to Abraham, Ishmael, and Isaac. Which, coincidentally, is something we've done in the last two weeks, more than once. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't plan today's show. I think somebody somewhere was working upstream because they knew this show was coming. Oh, that would be like the Holy Spirit at work right here on this show. I'm not claiming that I'm the Holy Spirit. No, I'm just looking around going, holy crap, look what he did. I'm marveling at it because I see it. Now, it's easier for me to see because I know I didn't. I don't plan these shows, Jack. I get every night and I go, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? And, and it just, okay. And for some reason or another, I get this feeling, go this way. And I go that way. And I'm looking back on everything we did since we started this summer. And I'm like, holy, wow, all these things just knit together. Every one of them just broke. And I go, this is awesome because I didn't plan it. <laughs> I was just obedient to the prompting. And every time we talk about things like this, I see the internet icon coming up. <laughs> I mean, it's every sinking it, time. It, I have a witness this time, folks. Okay. It, it's one thing time. for me to tell you these things happen. It's another one. He's sitting all the way on the other end of the room watching it. Now, for once, we haven't seen the numbers bobble. And you know why, Charlie? Because we got a foot in the world and a foot in the scriptures today. Yeah, we do. If I was one way or the other, these numbers would be playing games with us too. We see it every single time. But I'm also hearing from a lot of you in the in the audience, the thing that blesses me, it makes me feel like we're not wasting our time or our money. Y'all all cons consistently tell us that we're finding a way to blend the scriptures into the world and help them both connect and be real in your in your mind and, and teaching you how to walk it. Well, I got a little newsflash for you. That's the Hebrew way. The, the biblical way is a way of life. The Bible's a philosophy. Might be why it clicks with me. It's a philosophy. It's not a set of legalism is saying, okay, there's a, there's this magic formula that the Bible teaches. And if I just check the marks, I'm good to go. That's legalism. That's the definition of legalism. Been there, done that. Yeah. 
the Bible teaches this is the way. Not like the Mandalorians. The Mandalorians is a bad copy of the Bible, but the Bible, this is the way. Because I got a little newsflash for you folks. If you're reading the Old Testament like Paul tells you to, thou shalt not kill. If you see a man coming to harm you, jump up and kill him. What? Yeah, that's in the Bible. You didn't know that, did you? Yeah, well, first of all, it says thou shalt not do murder, then go kill him. So first of all, I've clarified because man makes it murder, not kill. I mean, uh, kill, not murder. And it actually says thou shalt not do murder. So now I'm supposed to go get this man who wants to kill me because I'm supposed to defend myself and my family and my property. Biblically. Well, because I can't work on the Sabbath, but I got to get that donkey out of the ditch on the Sabbath. It's a, it's a, it's a wisdom book. It's to teach you the order of the law. No, Joe, all sins are the same. Not what Jesus said. The weightier matters of the teachings. There are some things more important than others. That's what he was telling the Pharisees. It's illegal for you to heal on the Sabbath. Is it illegal for me to do good on the Sabbath? He was correcting their understandings and trying to teach them the philosophy of the way. Yahweh's way. It's a philosophy book, and it only works when you live it. Oh, my God, Joe, you're teaching works. No, I'm teaching a change of mind that leads to a change of lifestyle. No, Joe, it's a heart thing. This is the Hebrew heart. What? Yes, I've told you, you got to quit thinking Greek in order to understand a Hebrew book. And that's all I'm trying to teach folks, man. Because once you start learning to think like a Hebrew a little bit, all this stuff we've been talking about with Russia and Iran and Islam and secular humanism, click right into place. Islam is an apostasy. Secular humanism is a total, that's an, that's an abomination in the Bible that's not even heard of. There are no atheists in the Bible. Did you know that? If you think you find an atheist in the Bible, bring it to me. Atheism is a modern invention, almost like it came with a mountain, burning mountain, you know, a kingdom that has a new teaching, and it struck the waters, the masses of people, and killed the word at the fountainhead poisoned the waters, you know, the gospel at the fountainhead said there is no God. Ooh, what does wormwood mean? Bitter poison. So there is no God is a bitter poison. If you're a, a Star Trek, the next generation, you know, from the first season, Simba, his eyes open. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you finally get it. Okay. Good yes. deal. <laughs> He understands. Yes. Is that the only interpretation? I don't know. I know that it fits spiritually. That's what I know. Fits the pattern. So I'm going to stick with it. But you know what else I found in life? The more I walk this way, the way of the scriptures, the less things bother me. They do. They, they don't bother me like they used to. I get worked up about them, but that's my fleshly self. Eh, Yahweh's got this. Just do my part. Like Gritek was saying, let, let, me let me focus on what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't care what my neighbor's doing. Yahweh's got that. Wade Stavely, you are getting closer and closer to teaching a rabbi Shorb from the son of David congregation in Montgomery County, Maryland. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ignorant there, Wade. <gasps> Joe, did you just call yourself ignorant? Yes, because I know how the word works. Yeah. Ignorant means I don't know that, Wade. I don't know that reference at all. So I don't. hopefully that's a good thing and not a bad thing. You'll have to tell me. 
if it's a bad thing, then correct me, brother. Please, by all means, save me from myself. But if it's a good thing, well, then I'm, I'm not sure I'm worthy of the compliment. So and either and way. And that's something, you know, that, that we, we expect our classmates to do is to go and check this stuff out. Oh, please. And if you find that something that Joe has said is in error, post it. Like Aaron, Aaron did correct you earlier, and I've never corrected you live because I mean it's a, you know, you 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 misspeak sometimes because you you talk about the Sabbath Sunday and really it's I, not, but you do that all the time. But I'm sorry, most people I think get that point, so I don't correct you. But you know, Aaron pointed that out, and that's the thing that that we we like is when you you know use the email. You can call in if you got something you want to you know talk about and that's why we we want you because sometimes you can actually you know correct joe you know, oh yeah please do and you know or, folks the simple, or help him to understand something better the simple truth of this is i, I tell you that I, i've told the audience before sometimes there are parallel conversations going on in my head and unless you're around me a lot not on the show but around me a lot you you yeah right whatever joe Sometimes there are, and I don't, if things cross in my head sometimes and they come out my mouth because I'm not paying attention. Yeah, I'm screwing up. I'm sorry. But now that man right there, Charlie, and our AI, Natasha, they've both been around where they have witnessed me talking to somebody and turn around, make a comment to another conversation across the room. And then jump. I was listening to both at the exact same time. I can do this. For, I don't know how I thought everybody in the world could do that. It wasn't until recent years that I learned that's no. And when I tell y'all I'm broken, I'm broken. I'm not, I'm not right. Marianne, can I get an amen witness on that one? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm aware of that. And I try hard to make adjustments for it, folks. But, you know, if I misspeak, call me on it by all means, man. I don't care. Even if I get something wrong, call me on it. Comment on the board from James William Holt. Joe, I've seen a ton of posts on liberal Facebook pages lately with messages like, how can people that read the Bible support the most terrible, terrible person for president? How can people who claim to know Jesus don't want people to get food in this country, etc.? How would you respond to liberals trying to co-opt the Bible and Jesus' words in these regards? Jesus never taught. Uh, easy. James, render under Caesar that which is Caesar and under God that which is God's. Caesar was never commanded to feed the people. You were. Do the liberals who are saying that open their wallet and go feed the poor? Or do they insist that government does their job for them? And there's the mic drop for those people, James. They're shirking their responsibility to God off onto Caesar. Caesar is the beast, literally. He's government. He's the kingdom. A godless kingdom is a beast in the prophetic language. That is exactly what the angel told Daniel. So what they want to do is worship the beast in the name of God, name of Jesus. That don't work. I had to throw this one up here. <laughs> this guy is the one that started this whole mess. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. This is all his fault. Thank you, Wilhelm. <laughs> yes, thank you, Wilhelm. Praise <laughs> Yahweh for that man's faithfulness himself right there. 
Yes. If, if it weren't for that man, that classmate, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't see what I see. I wouldn't. And you know how it all started? Water jug, you're going to relate. William told me something that I didn't believe, and I set out to prove him wrong. I failed. Folks, what he told me was, in the end times, the last sign that you belong to Yahweh will be you're still keeping the seventh day Sabbath, Saturday. I got into the scriptures to prove him wrong. Swing and a miss. I failed. Because I can't. And that's when I realized, what else was I told in Sunday school that's not taught by the Bible? And that's when it started. All because William told me something that I just knew he was wrong. So water jug, when you and I had our discussion about Franklin, I had a similar one with William Keeley there, and I ended up with the same result. Crap, he's right. <laughs> So there we go, folks. <laughs> and here I am. Faithful servant, William. Thank you, sir. You blessed me. All right, folks, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, I love conversations like this. Iron sharpens iron. Amen. Praise Yahweh. Yes. Folks, we love each and every one of you. We do. Even the ones that don't agree with us and don't like us, we still love you. And in some cases, it's not an agape love. It's a filial love. You know, friendship. That's where Philadelphia comes from. Brotherly love. But we need a break. So we're taking off next week. Um, we don't have a way. I know that the system tells us um, that we're supposed to be able to schedule shows. Look. If you want more of my insanity, just go through the archives. Rumble's full of them now. And we have the playlist for yep. Faith 101 and the Eschatology. They're on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, go to yep, and go well, I mean, uh, YouTube. YouTube. They're on YouTube. Start looking for us everywhere you want to go. we got the podcast. Just find something old to watch. Do me a favor. Watch your homework. Go to the theroadtoconcord.com. Today's show notes. Watch the one video in there about global jihad from Glenn Beck. Watch it. I don't necessarily like the messenger anymore myself. Just kind of like with me. I am doing what I teach you. If you're going to share this show, warn your friends and family about me. I know I'm an acquired taste. I still listen to Glenn Beck because I know that the information is worth the time. You're not here for Joe. If you were, I'd shut this show down. You're here for what I can share with you, and then you take it. You do the math for yourself. You take what you find valuable in your life and use it however you find profitable for you. We're here to serve. This is not a cult, and we're not trying to fool anybody into anything. We're just trying to help you see things from a different perspective share things with you that you might not have already seen or show you sides of it that have uh, been veiled from you might not be your fault that you didn't know about it some of the stuff i bring to you is tough to find you have one classmate here who keeps asking me he has an intranet not an internet an intra it, it's closed system 
And all that's in there is do documents of a specific subject. And he keeps asking me, how the heck did you find that? I can't find it. And then when I tell him what to look for, there it is. He's done that several times now. I just have a knack for finding stuff. And it's just because I look at things from a different perspective. We're trying to teach you how to do what I do. I'm not special. I've just had different training than you've had your whole life. And maybe just a slightly different worldview. Try looking at some of this stuff from the way I ask you to look at it and then see if you can prove me wrong from that perspective. I got a sneaky feeling you might end up sitting on the bleachers right next to me behind the catcher before long. Because all who seek truth sincerely end up sitting right behind the catcher in the same stadium. You might take different paths to get there. And all we're trying to do here is get you on your path to the capital T truth. So next week, we're taking off. We will be back Monday, November 27th. I'll put posts up on Facebook and the, uh, on the uh, blog page. Please, if you haven't already done so, at least follow the show on Rumble so that you'll get a notification when we got a new show scheduled. If not Rumble, go to Facebook, The Road to Concord on Facebook. Like the page. That way you can follow along there when we post new stuff. And you really, really, if you like the show, you do need to subscribe to the blog page. That's where all your show notes go. And that's where if everything fails, if social media shuts me down, that's the last thing that they can shut down because I own everything connected with it. I own the domains and everything on that one. So if anything happens and you just want to find us, you need to have the blog page saved. The road to concord.com, all one word. Y'all stay safe. Have a good Thanksgiving. Spend time with friends and family. Everybody tells you all the time how important family is. One of the things scripture tries to teach us the most, it's about each other. It's about people. It's not things. It's not food. It's not the games. It's not hunting. It's none of that. It's about you and I. It's about each other. It's about our families. It's about our relationships and especially our relationship with the father and his son. Spend a little time with your relationships. They mean something. It is one of the most crying shames that we don't care about the people in our lives until they die. Then we miss them. Then all of a sudden we're sorry. Don't wait. Do it while they're still here why it makes a difference. Have a good, safe Thanksgiving. Love each and every one of y'all. If you like what we're doing, please share it. Give us a thumbs up. That talks to Charlie and I and to Natasha. Let's us know we're doing a good job. And until Monday, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Stay safe.